0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Hey, Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm Bailey. I'm your host. And each week we call my dad, Toby, and we just have a fun, short discussion about different things like parenting, marriage, mental wellness, things that everybody's struggling with or wants to talk to somebody about, but maybe you don't have that person to call. Well, I have been around for 34 years, and I've been talking to my dad for most of those years about my struggles, and he just always has really great wisdom to share, and so we thought it would be helpful for you guys to get to peek in on these conversations and Um, also get some of his wisdom. And so we're excited about these weekly conversations. We're excited you're here and I'm looking forward to today's podcast. So let's get this show on the road. Let's call my dad. Oh, hey, what's up? Hello, dad and Ross. We've got a three-way call going on today. Hey,
1: how fun is that? The Ross man. We got the, the room just got smarter. B. R-
0: Ross is back by popular demand because I can't tell you how many people were like, I listen to Ross's episode and we need him back on the podcast. So we're just giving so the people kind. what they want.
2: So <laughs> kind people. I'm here. I'm here for
1: it.
0: <laughs>
1: Give Rockin- the people what they want.
0: hmm and if you can't see him, he's rocking a beanie. And I will say I feel like you are the master of beanies. You you look great in them. So oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I,
2: I recently got a haircut and cut and cut all my hair off. And so my head's
1: cold often. Mm-hmm. Dad, I feel your pain. Step one, son. Step one, short haircut. That's where it all begins. That's right.
0: And dad is rocking our new be a Gobi hat, which looks great from our I'm new home. Gobi store. Shout out,
2: beagobi.store.
0: Yep. So check that out. It's exciting. Really? I um, know. That's that's, the, that's where you go? That's the
2: URL. I mean, you can go to our website, beagobi.com. But yes, the direct URL is
1: beagobi.store. I did not know that. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. for So you added value to my life today. Come on. <laughs> if we're going to well. add value to Prissy's life, you better get going, though. That's because she's oh, going to start gosh. yelling about all the yeah, yeah, and...
0: Everyone on this podcast is going to be like, is Prissy a real person? Because you talk about her every time as if like using the excuse that we need to keep going. She is real.
2: And also, I feel like people are going to think she's like mean or something. She's like the sweetest person you've ever met in your life. True,
1: So True. <laughs> uh, Yes, she is. If you're listening, Prissy, you are the sweet, one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my entire life. How's that?
0: great. I want to say thank you to there's a few people that have messaged us that sh- that uh we were on their top listen to podcast in their year in your review and that was just so heartwarming. So thank you to those of y'all that listen regularly um awesome.
1: to us. Yeah, it's great. Spotify wrapped. See cuz I'm, exactly. I'm down with it. <laughs>
0: um today we're going to talk a little bit about the topic of shame and um I was thinking like preparing for this podcast, um, I did actually prepare more than normal. <laughs> and we, I was thinking about some conversations I recently had with. Uh, I just had a conversation this morning with a college-aged age girl who was struggling with um, some anxiety and feeling shame over that. And then I was talking to some fr- so, to some mom friends who were feeling some guilt over not being able to be at some of their kids um Christmas events and like I don't know I feel like this season can be such an exciting time but also like we've been talking about um it can be isolating but also just highlights uh, things that we're feeling that we tend to hide away um throughout the year I don't know have you guys do you guys agree with that
2: I just I mean I, I think that there's probably just a uh an expectation or pressure, I guess, to be involved in everything. And like, for this, for this time to look and feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I I would say that that like pressure and stress is, is heightened during this season and is kind of just like always there.
0: Yeah. I mean, scrolling social media in general, I feel like can feel So isolating and the comparison trap happens, which we talk a lot about on here, and then that can turn into shame. (laughs) It's just like a, it's just a cycle, I feel like. And I'm excited that we're talking about it because I think a lot of times we're living in a state of shame and we don't even know it. Mm. I don't, do you, would y'all agree with that? Mm. Yeah. Oh,
1: I definitely think so. I think Ross hit it on the head. At some level, there's this this picture, this false picture that we live with of how it is supposed to be. That's at least at a subconscious level. I mean, the holidays you you mentioned the holidays, but I mean, it, any time it's like here's how I should be reacting. Here's the picture of how I ought to respond. And so when it when the reality that I'm living in doesn't match the picture that I've subconsciously painted, the only place you go is the shame. You know, and it, it happens primarily in isolation because shame is a silencer. We don't talk about our shame. Uh we just kind of live with that little voice in our head that tells us uh that we're not enough, that we aren't good enough, we're not smart enough, uh we really believe the lie that we could avoid all pain if we were just better people. Mm. (laughs) And I talk to pastors all the time, you know, as a guy who pastored for so long, who really believed, man, like some of the challenges that they have with people in their church or challenges they have as leading the organization, if they were just better people, better leaders, this wouldn't happen. Well, that's a false picture. The only only thing that can come out of that is shame. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like a real world example, Bailey, you gave some at the beginning, but I just thought of this. I was driving um, my daughter to school this morning and I, I should feel ashamed about that anyway. Cause I live about five <laughs> minutes walking distance from her school. And I decided to drive cause I was a baby and it was cold this morning, but <clears throat> I was thinking on the way to school, the thought had crossed my mind Um, you know, we had some friends who asked us to go do a Christmas thing this evening and we weren't able to do it. And I was just thinking of the things that I need, that we need to do to make it like a great holiday experience for our kids, you know, and it's not even like no one. It's not like I saw something or I'm feeling less than because I was looking on Instagram or something. It's just like, just that feeling like, oh, I gotta create a great <clears throat> holiday experience for my kids. And um and so yeah, and and and, and the, uh, the other side of that is feeling ashamed that I'm not doing that. You know, feeling like less of a parent or that I'm robbing them of something and that they're missing out because I'm not able to provide that for them. Uh so yeah, that that's like a just something that happened earlier today, a little micro level thing that I think we're we can all uh, identify with and and feel have felt something similar before.
0: Mm-hmm. Dad, where, what's an example of something you, like sh- what shame has looked like for you in your life? Cause like Ross said, I do think it can be on different levels, um, of, of shame in our life, depending upon what we're going through. Do you have any examples?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously for me, you know, The first thing comes to mind is, you know, when you battle anxiety and there's there's this need to be fully known so you can be fully loved. I've talked about that a million times. So, you know, I want to be confessional about it. In other words, I want to be authentic and tell the truth that I struggle. But then after that, you feel ashamed that you're weak and that, you know. There's there's a little voice down inside you that you know wonders what other people think about you because you told them you were all struggling or whatever it happened uh, you know a few months ago and so you that's for me it's it's not just the anxiety it's a shame I feel about experiencing anxiety that gets me in a downward spiral that's really why I wanted. You know, for us to start this not alone campaign is because I know around the holidays, everybody has a picture of how it ought to be. Whether it's a perfect thing for your family or having a family, or you lost a family member and you this all your picture of ever being happy again is that you know somehow uh, you you wouldn't have lost grandma or you know your marriage wouldn't have blown up and you feel ashamed that you're, you feel less than I think would be the word because that picture isn't going to. And and so you isolate and when you isolate because you don't have the emotional energy to connect to somebody else. Then all of a sudden this little voice starts telling you not, Hey, you're awesome. You're great. But you know, it's always going to be this way. You're never going to be happy again. It's those absolute statements. And, The reason I wanted to start Not Alone was, you know, just for people, you know, to be able to text somebody and say, hey, man, here's what I'm struggling with. You know, that's kind of a low level connection. I mean, low risk connection just to text somebody Uh, and real people, not robots, but real people, us, our team, we're answering those just trying to say, well, your feelings aren't facts. Here's how you feel, but here's reality because what does that do It breaks shame Mm -hmm. it's a different voice in your life Mm
0: -hmm. so i feel like the first thing i hear people should do is or the hardest thing i think sometimes is to recognize that you're feeling shame so being aware of our of how we're feeling would you guys agree like recognizing this is shame in my life because i I would say so I think sometimes I can be feeling these thoughts in my head and I'm not saying them out loud to anybody. So it just becomes normal. You know, um, like mine can be as simple as feeling shame. I didn't do the dishes and they've been sitting in there for three days, you know, uh, or that grants laundry again. Like, days. <laughs> Stop. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, and then it can go as deep as I uh, feel shame because I messed up as a parent in some way and I have this expectation of what I should be. But if I'm continually talking about that to myself in my head and not recognizing that shame and stopping it, you know, um, then it's just going to keep playing. I don't know. Or or if I don't talk about it to someone. So that would be my question to you guys is what's the next step after recognizing you're feeling shame to, to do and how to get out of that cycle. (laughs)
1: Okay, for those of you who are not, this is probably going to get edited listening? out. Let's, Christian, why are no, we just no, edit no, this no. out? No, 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 we cannot edit this out. Oh my god! Those of you who are not listening, I'm uh, Just listening. Is that a- The reason everyone's laughing is my son-in-law, Grant. <laughs> Gardner, Thomas Gardner, just, he just bear crawled oh, wearing God. only his running shorts tried to stay out of the shot to take a shower in the bathroom. That was <laughs> and, and he
0: was out that not making. out of the shot. <laughs> Good God. That was funny. Anyways, okay, back to what we were talking about. After you recognize you feel shame, what's the next thing you should do?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking about a lot of a lot of things here i I, I want to go back to just kind of the unconscious experience mm-hmm. of shame, like what you're mm-hmm. talking about, Bailey. like I do think that our internal mo- monologue is so negative all the time, and this is something that every expert you you hear talk about is that you know, the negative self-talk that we have that happens all the time. you know i I like to think of it like if you if you were to go outside and realize you locked your keys in your car what's the first thought that comes to your head it's probably man i'm such an idiot i'm so dumb i'm so stupid and so if that if that talk is so regular for you you know you may think that that's kind of a silly example but it's probably emblematic of something that's deeper within you that you believe about yourself if that those are the words that come out you know the scriptural references like the, what what the mouth speaks the overflow of the heart, right? So there's something deep within us that that we're feeling there. um so, so i I do think that it can become so unconscious. And I was I know this is shocking to you guys to real your eyes, but I was reading this book, and it was talking about shame. and I was talking about why shame is such a uh, uh, such a something that we deal with so often. And this writer was saying that, Shame is actually a really good behavior modifier. Like it really does actually help us change our behavior. But when it becomes about our identity, about who we are, uh, then it becomes, it can become really negative in our lives. So the fact that like Bailey, you want to be a better parent after you make a mistake, like that's not a bad desire, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and often you hear... I think I heard it first. Brene Brown said the difference between guilt and shame. Um, guilt is I did something bad, and shame is I am something bad. So that guilt can be a good driver for us to change our behavior and to to act differently. So, in the case of being of 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 not alone, of feeling alone, feeling isolated, and the next place you go is shame, well, if you are feeling alone, um, the feeling guilty about that is good because I do think that the answer to isolation is community, right? Is connection, mm-hmm. is reaching out to people, is realizing that you're not alone, all of those things. And so that guilt can drive you to a positive aspect. But what so happens often is we want to hide those things. We want, we mm-hmm. don't want to show people those things. We want to act like everything's okay. We want to act like we have it all together, all, all of that. So I do think that, um I don't know, I, I think that can help that can help demystify and and make it okay, like validate like this is what everyone is dealing with. And it's kind of it's almost evolutionary. It's almost like built into our DNA. And so the fact that you're going there, don't don't feel bad about feeling bad. That's what Mm -hmm. perpetuates the cycle. Uh, But once we can realize that and feel that and recognize that, Bailey, like you said, then we
1: can move to the next step. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm, I'd just just like to point in how many big words your brother just used. (laughs) That's good. Can I just point that out? Uh, I think that's a good perspective. It's an unbelievably great perspective. It's just, I was just mentally, I was counting the big word.
0: To <laughs> Cause I could definitely feel shame about feeling shame and then it's right or guilt or whatever the, you know, but, um, that's yes.
2: good. So if we, if we talk about the next step, like the shame cycle, I've heard this, the uh, there's this tool that I've, that I would recommend with people when I was counseling all the time. And, um, and it's, and it's really simple. It's you, um, You identify, you recognize that you're feeling the feeling that you're, that you don't want to be feeling. So you validate it. Then you, um, you take some time to, to, to tell yourself like, it's okay that I'm feeling that way. So recognition, then validation, and then you move on from that feeling. You Whether you, um, whether you meet it with truth, whether you, um, whether you create, you know, you 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 take another, a different action, whatever it is. But if you are able to, to recognize it, then validate it, then meet it with the correct thing, then you can move on from it. So what that, what that does is you don't ruminate one, because the two options that we typically do with shame is we ruminate or we avoid. And so you don't ruminate, you don't sit in it for a long time, but then you also don't, just avoid it. You recognize it, and then you you're able to move on. So I I think I think that's a a good next step. Just kind of mentally and emotionally how you can how you can move on from that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm glad you explained ruminate because I don't think I've ever used that word in my life. No, I figured it out with context please
2: When you when you dwell, when you no, I know now, but a, I'm going to
0: use when that.
2: You, well, just <laughs> waller when you, when you waller in it. When you waller, <laughs> when you throw a pity party for yourself, we all done it. You know, yeah, we've all, oh, for sure, we've all, you know, been in a bad mood. Michelle, yeah. my wife, will probably tell you that, <laughs> that happens daily for me. So,
0: <laughs> no, Dad, Wouldn't what are you... some? He mentioned like writing out truth. Like, what are some things that are practical st- t- steps that people could do like tomorrow if they're feeling changed. Well,
1: I mean. I agree with everything he said. This isn't is a yeah, but it's a yes and to me, it's you tell somebody how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like sometimes you can't recognize that it's shame. But when you say to someone else, hey, I feel like a bad parent, mm-hmm. and when they say to you, Well, that's a feeling that's not a fact, you may have done something you wish you wouldn't have done, but it doesn't make you a bad parent. Now you're breaking shame because someone's telling you they're they're replacing the lie that you're believing with truth. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who are, you know, highly relational individuals, uh, that's easier than it is for some who would want to, you know, process on their own. But a lot of times for some of us, like the Bailey Garners of this world, it's like, You're not Ross. God didn't wire you that way. And for you, where it's going to begin is telling someone else how you feel and letting them tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Changing those voices, right? You may not even recognize you have an inner voice yet uh, that's speaking these things to you because you're not as in touch with that aspect of your life as Ross, who is much more of an introvert, much more of a thinker. He may begin there and then go talk to someone about it. You need to talk to someone about it and then you go process it yourself. Uh, again, I just, I, I think the lowest cookies on the shelf for us when we struggle are just telling someone the truth is mm-hmm. telling somebody the truth.
2: Well, mm-hmm. the, the, the challenge in, you know, especially in this not alone idea is um and th- this happens in, in most of our struggles, but the thing that's going to help you the most is the thing that you that you fear the most. Yes. Right? Okay. The thing that's going to actually get you out of that shame is the thing that you're most scared of. So exposing yourself, being vulnerable about, hey, actually, I'm not doing good. Mm-hmm. Actually, like I'm feeling real alone. Actually, like this thing that has you know, that this season signifies for me the thing that comes up every time around Christmas about, you know, Hey, this is the time that I got a divorce, or this is the time when, and you know, your kids aren't with you on Christmas day or whatever it is. And you're like, I I just want, I want everyone to feel like I'm doing great. But when you actually, and and if they knew that I was, you know, the, the lie that we tell ourselves is if they knew that I was struggling they wouldn't love me. They would think less of me. They wouldn't be there for me. They don't have time for me. They can't spend their energy on me, all of those things. And then that further isolates us and further, um, you know, makes that movie even more horrific that we play right. in our mind, the horror movie that we play. So that's the the biggest challenge for us. When we're depressed, the thing that we want to do the least is get up and go do something. That's mm-hmm. the thing we need the most in those times. Yeah. You know, so it's... Uh, It's 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 a cruel mind game that we get locked into that, you know, the enemy places us in whenever we're feeling these things.
1: Yeah, and I just just yes and amen. And I would just say. Like my 27 year experience has been. I've lived in that little prison of. Man, if I'm fully known, I won't be fully loved. And I know where that leads and so i'm going to do anything i can do to not be in that prison again mm-hmm. and i get that that's the scariest thing on the planet that's why we created not alone cuz you could have again the most low risk
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're you're communicating connecting to someone who Carl so you don't know they don't know you but you're telling someone the truth about how you're feeling mm-hmm. and you're able to receive some encouragement some hope some truth Mm -hmm. that is different, the facts that are different than your feelings. And Mm -hmm. that's the whole reason we started this campaign. And when I see it, when I see it happening in a text thread, an anonymous text thread, it brings tears to my eyes because Mm -hmm. it's like I know the feeling. I remember the time that I finally said, hey, man, I am having a hard time, Mm -hmm. which was scary. Mm Mm-hmm and had someone speak through to me and how it was like light came into the darkness. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to put the number in our show notes, but I'm going to tell you it too, so that if you're listening, you can write it down. But um, like dad and Ross both mentioned, we have a phone number that you can text. Um, It's 940-329-5049. And you can just text not alone to that number and one of us will be getting back with you and like dad said it's real people it's not a bot or anything like that and we are just we really just want to help you be able to talk about tell someone you're struggling in a way that feels like dad said not so uh there's not this level of commitment like we're just here to talk to you and create that community during a time that can be really hard. So please text us, or if you know somebody um, who needs some community or just needs to admit some things that they're struggling with, have them text us too. Um, There's also some more ways you can connect with us, and all of that's going to be on our website, viagobi.com. And it's the front page, and you can see everything you need to know about this Not Alone campaign that we're talking about. So. Um yeah, I I'm thankful for both of you for being on here. I know I'm walking away with lots of things to be processing and um implementing when I start feeling uh thoughts of shame. So I appreciate you both.
1: Well, I'm, I'm it's fun to have both of you on here. And I'm walking away with a picture of my son-in-law bear crawling <laughs> in the Background of the photo that, that of the video that mm. may be that may be the highlight of my day. While thinking about that, there's there's no shame in his game.
0: No yeah, no shame know. in his game. Mm, <laughs> All right, love you right. guys. Love y'all. Talk, Talk to, to you, later. you later. Love you. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of our podcast. Hey, Dad, can you talk? It was so awesome having Ross on the podcast today. And I hope that you're enjoying our Not Alone series. Don't forget if you haven't gone to beagoby.com and check out all the things that and tools we're providing surrounding this campaign called Not Alone. Check out our social sites and don't forget to share with someone who might be feeling lonely uh, our text number so they can text in Not Alone. That number's in the show notes also on our website. Love y'all. See you next week.